Welcome to Black Out at Sunrise. Today's guest is Paul Catton. Paul is a musician and vocalist and has been in some of the strongest bands that have come out of the British heavy music scene in the past 15 years. These bands include Madella Nocta, Murder One, Lazarus Blackstar, Coexist, and most recently Barabbas. He has also produced electronic and noise albums under such names as Stuntcock, The Suntaran Experiment, The Dark Half, as well as two albums under his own name, these being Asylum Tales Volume 1 and Themes and Variations for Strings and Electronics. These can all be found on paulcatton.bandcamp.com. Yeah, I think we're good to go. How things, man? Welcome to Cork through the gift of the internet. <laughs> Absolutely. How's life? Good. Good, good. Yeah, man, good. A couple, couple of weeks off in just been in the studio and chilling out. My girlfriend's away for a bit, so yeah, man, it's been all right. Fucking having a boys couple of weeks, really. Nice one. I was actually thinking there earlier, man, I think the last time I saw you was in... Um, Murder One were supporting Pitch Shifter in the Astoria. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. One, one, of the man, one of the many last Pitch Shifter shows, I think. I went to yeah, a few of them. Yeah. But um, I remember yourself and Lachlan, John Lachlan, were walking down. We were all queuing in the alleyway, you know, just off Charing Cross Road. And yourself and Lachlan um, walked down and the fucking everyone just started screaming and roaring. I was like... These boys are legends of the fucking yeah, good days, man. Good days is good How, talk. When was that, man? Was that in two thousand and four or something? Was it? Uh, was it? Yeah, I think it was four or four or five, wasn't it? Was like, it? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, something like God knows, man. It, it was yeah, a long time ago. You know, time's fucking flown since then. <laughs> I know, Look, man. The last murder one tour was seven two thousand and seven with Guar. I think we was. With Guar, oh yeah, yeah, that was an interesting yeah. one. I'd say. So, yeah, of I course, yeah. Y- you played here as well, I think. Um, yeah, toured Ireland. With my room, toured with, um, Murder One, and, and quite a lot with Maduna and Octa. I was talking to Mark <clears throat> yesterday, funny enough, and uh, we were talking about the old Irish, the old Irish tours. Always the best, the best fun. I think the first time we came over to Ireland was ninety nine. On with Maduna and Octa, was it? Yeah, with Entombed. Oh, did you? Was, I, it, was it the Phoenix yeah, you played? Uh, yeah, it must have been a big place. Yeah, Temple Bar, Phoenix. Oh, it was in Dublin. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I, was yeah. Thinking, I think you played in Cork as well. I'm based in Cork, but it was a small. Oh, that was see what we did after. It was like about three months after we came over, we did headline tour, and so yeah, we played the Cork. Yeah, yeah. And that was at that tiny little place where like the stage is like a shelf. Yeah, man, and there was yeah, like man, was great. netting fucking hanging off the ceiling and yeah, shit. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah but, and that's one of the gigs we were talking about yesterday, funny enough. Really? Um, so you have good memories? So yeah, fuck, I've kind of forgotten how many times we came to Ireland. Yeah, uh, I, I think I actually missed you. I think like a lot of the bands, a lot of the UK bands at the time, like Earth One Nine and maybe Stamp and Grown and all those guys used to come over quite a bit. There were some lads here who just put on shows. It was, it was kind of cool, like, you know, like I think people respected it a lot that guys were Oh, totally. Like, 
And I, I, can, I can remember when we came over with Entombed and that, you know, we had, none of us had been to Ireland before. I think Jammer had, I think Jammer had come over with his fucking rock band years before. Okay. And, uh, you know, it was when it was the, 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 the cops, the army was still around and that. And, um, and we were like, oh, fucking hell, what's going to, what's it going to be like? So, <laughs> and like, we were expecting to, to go from Dublin to Belfast and oh, like, yeah. you know, be hands up and everything. And we never saw, we, we just kind of drifted into Belfast and, uh, you know, we were like, fuck, what's it going to be like? It's a bit like going to Glasgow for the first time. You think you're just going to get shot. And, uh, and it was just, and when we got to the venue, there's just a bunch of people outside and everyone was so fucking cool. Gig was fantastic. And I just remember lots of people coming up and saying, oh man, you know, thanks for coming over. Yeah. You know, English bands just don't fucking bother. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so we met a few people and then, yeah, next thing I know, we had like an headline tour and, um, you know, every year we used to come over once or twice in Medulla, you know, it was great. Yeah. I think the last headline shows were... Ah, oh, got a lot of love for it. We, we played Limerick. Did you? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember playing a great show there, like a like an all day thing. Yeah. Ah oh, man, good days. Yeah, going Jesus. It seems like only yesterday because I worked in Limerick with a guy in. I suppose it was like 1990 and I wasn't really familiar with your stuff at the time, but I remember every so often he'd he like he'd be he'd head off to Cork to see like. I remember he mentioned you guys and he. I think it was Stamping Ground as well. I'd come over and yeah, yeah. I think Ertona. I think I missed Ertona actually because I've I don't know. I went to some other shitty band and I've regretted it hugely since. But what are you gonna do? You know, there's a lot of good bands around there, though. You know, there were good days. Yeah, man. Yeah, there was. Yeah, definitely. I I, I actually I, I want to bring up something else first. A friend of mine. Uh, we might touch on the music thing in a while, but a friend of mine sent me. Um, a video, a YouTube video about, geez, it must have been three or four years ago. I think it was a, um, a Barabbas performance. And one of the comments under it was like some guy saying, oh, that's Mr. Catton. He is my teacher. <laughs> my, uh, yeah, my yeah. Body, we're like, Jesus, is Paul Catton a teacher? Do you, do you teach, man? Do you? Yeah, man, that's my job. Well, actually, my job has just changed from the teacher. You know, that was one of my, I think it was one of my students at my old school. And I just moved. And now I do like, um, Pastoral work, I work with all the kids that are just fucking, you know, disengaged and just fucking about all the time, like the same as I was at school. So, yeah, I was teaching um, a lot of music and a lot of learning support. You know, I'm not, um, my degree, I, you know, later, after like spending a whole bunch of time in the studio over years, yeah, I left school with fuck all. Okay. Um, purely because I just couldn't be asked. Okay. And, um, but I went on to, I wanted to learn more and more about music technology and that, and I ended up getting a degree in music through uh, the Open University. And then I thought, you know what? Because I'd had a dead end, all of us held dead end jobs down. Because you never earned, enough, never earned any money, really. Yeah. So I just worked in a fucking factory down the road from where I live okay. for years, 20 odd years, just, and only because like, they should let me have time off to go and tour. As I started touring less, you know, and, and whatever, I thought I'd change sort of midlife thing. Started, I'm more of a studio hermit these days and that. And uh, so, yeah, I became a teacher. Nice. Best thing I ever did, man. Good Fucking. Man. Oh, man, it's crazy because the thing is, there's always someone's, you know, I work with kids and that who was starting with bands and that. And I'm always like, you know, you know, 
a bit of advice and that, and some, you know, with like um, theremin, I some, usually do do like theremin demonstrations for BTEX and talking to kids about what it's like. Of course, I have to tone it down. They're like, oh, <laughs> is it all like drinking drugs and women? And you're like, oh, actually, I not was... at all. It, which it isn't, to it, like, but you know, but it's there. It's you know, I'm just like, look, it's just a bunch of fucking sitting around, being bored, and falling out with each other. <laughs> but it's like the best fun. Cans of shitty so, beer in a van on the way to the fucking gig. Yeah, but yeah, it's funny how it's turned out. Yeah, a lot. Of, yeah, I never thought I'd see myself working, part, work, being part of the system that I fucking once despised. You know. Yeah, I was actually thinking because I was like. Um, you know, I didn't. I was kind of thinking, what would it be a problem for you to get into that teacher? You know, like if, if, if say a principal of a school. I don't know how it works, you know. But if you look back and was like, wait a minute, this guy's been in some crazy, crazy extreme bands over the years. Was it ever a problem for you to get into the teaching, or or is it a different like? Because I think of my school days, and I was like, I can't imagine any of my teachers being you. <laughs> you know what I mean? And nah, exactly. And it, it's it's kind of worked in my favour. I don't give a fuck what the teachers think. Do you know cool. what I mean? The kids are cool. You know, where I, I the school I'm at now is is, is cool. And, and in the last school, I think you know the first couple of days I was there, I shot someone, and you know one of the guys there had seen the band, seen Murder One at Donington, you know, okay. and. Uh, like fucking hell, I know you and that. And I was like, mm. uh, so I tell, I tell, I underplay things. You know what I mean? It, some things are best left in the past, and <laughs> you can discuss certain things with certain people, can you? You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say, oh yeah, I remember when we were like fucking steaming in Hamburg and like <laughs> fucking hookers. I'm not gonna give them like proper rock and roll stories, you know. But they'd probably love in it. Fact, though, in, in fact, at this new place, I, I, don't, I, I never, I never said anything. It was just. Because it's like you know, it's a smaller area around here. You know, people kind of said, "Oh, you, you were doing, you, you know, you've done some big stuff with bands and that." You know, whatever. You know. Yeah. I think so. For most people around it, they quite often think it was just like, um, you know, setting up a guitar in the corner of the pub and playing. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't think they have any idea. Playing the hits. And I'm quite happy for it to to be like that. You know. Mm. It's cool to have uh, that, yeah, that, that um, because sometimes, like I play in heavy bands and I've played in bands for years and I worked in an office for a good few years and I kind of hid it, you know, I kind of... Yeah, it's a double life. Because I think uh, sometimes you have this person, people mightn't understand it. I don't, you know, if you're working a kind of a normal job, they'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Why? Absolutely. It was the same when I was down the road, you know, they were just like, the guys were like, oh, they just, I think they just did used to think it was like a you know, like pub musician, just sat there playing or whatever. And it wasn't until I remember one of the, the sort of younger kids there came out to do merch for Murder One. Yeah, came out to do the Murder One merch and, and saw what, what it was like. And he's like, fucking hell, you know, this is crazy. You know, I had no idea. Yeah. I was like, nah, man, this is what it's all about. Jägermeister and fucking kicking off. <laughs> Yeah, inciting absolute chaos. <laughs> oh man, yeah, the, the the eye of the storm. <laughs> so I I I get the vibe that you really like the teaching gig, so do you? Yeah, it's a different kind of. It's just a different way of life, you know. I mean, I feel like I'm doing something a little bit more positive now, and yeah, the kids I work with and that, you know. <sighs> Positive role, role, positive male role model. I'd never thought I'd kind of see myself being that guy coming under that. 
But yeah. see, you know, I've just finished work. At, I work in a youth centre in in the town, that, and I've done that for quite a long time, many years. Okay. And uh, so, and that, that's because we used to have a music studio there. Mm. So again, just I don't know. I grew up in that youth centre. I was exactly the fucking same. Mm. Came with no no brain, no not no brains, but no like academic qualifications. Fuck all musical talent, right? <laughs> but do you know what I mean? I taught myself, and that's to encourage, try and encourage other people to just follow. You right? This I, I can never have this conversation with the, with the man again because because jam is not here. But yeah, that's something I want people to ask our about. age, right? You know, and I'm not I'm not sure how old you are, but people my age, right, and Jam's age, you know, the biggest fucking dream for any bun in a band, it didn't matter if it's a punk band, hardcore band, right? Playing Donington, it, everyone and their dog plays it now. But you know, when we used to go and watch the Monsters of Rock, yeah, it's a dream come true, right? And as a as a musician, you would dream of that. I would never ever dream that that would happen. Yeah, and we did, you know, and. You know, and so like kids now want to be like footballers or anything like that. You know, it's just like look, never, never give up on your dreams. You know, we never achieved fuck all like financially or status or anything like that. But we achieved, you know, some of the things that we'd set our sights on and things that we dreamed about. Fuck, man, walking on stage at Donington. Yeah. You know, when like ten years before I'd been paying my money, sat in the pissing rain, watching Iron Maiden and that. You know. Yeah. 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 Never give up, and, and uh, you know, just I enjoy encourage. I enjoy encouraging young people. You know, Plus I never laugh. Them adults are wankers, man. I do. <laughs> you have massive life experience, though. You know, like when you think of what you've what you've done, say musically and stuff. That stuff can't be. You can't really learn that from a from a book and try and translate exactly, that. Exactly, man. And you know, and within, and you know, it's not. It wasn't just about that. Those life skills and experiences haven't just come about playing music, you know, everything that went around it, fucking death, drugs, not so much for myself, but the people around me, like booze, just every, all the fucking pitfalls and of life. Mm. A band is like a, a, like a, a microcosm of society in itself. You've got like, you know, all these people around you, musicians and, and crew and whatever, and other bands, and everyone's unique. And there's always fucking drama. Mm. And there always was with us. I see some bands and I'm like, oh man, it's got the best life. I'm like, what the fuck did I miss out on this one? <laughs> every day, every, you know, it was like a bloody nightmare. It's like, I can't wait to go on tour just so I can be fucking depressed for three weeks and fucking argue with everybody. Bloody nightmare. <laughs> it creates for fucking unbelievably awesome music, though. That's the thing, you know. Oh, exactly. Yeah. You know, I get. Okay, you know, the most intense gigs would be like if we'd had a fuck, especially in Medulla Nocte, because we fucking hated each other. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the most intense ones is if we'd been like, I can remember us going into venues and being sat in different corners, like not fucking speaking, and go, ah, fuck, I'm fucking leaving, you know? Really? And then we get on stage and it'd just be like, ah! <laughs> and then we come off laughing and go, ah, that was all right. <laughs> we need to fall out more often. And we, and we kept that up yeah. <laughs> on yeah. a daily basis. But hey, man, you you know, we did okay. Murder one, a murder one was just like asshole from just not from the band's point of view, but obviously we got off to a bad start when uh, when Morrow passed away. Mm. Uh, you know that was a bombshell, and we should, you know we never I never didn't particularly want to keep going, but 
you know, you got his friends and family and that going, oh, well, you've got to keep doing it, man, you know, for, for Johnny. And it's like, you kind of felt emotionally obliged, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, uh. And uh, I think it was difficult. So yeah. already I was, we were already uncomfortable. And then we get a break and then we get fucked around by people who were managing us or whatever. And so, and then, you know, an old jam was always like the, the businessman. But he was fucking clueless, to be fair, right? He, he was good at, like, blagging at sandwiches off the promoter, but, you know, like, sorting any kind of shit out. And so, ultimately, this would, like, lead to, say, have you sorted that out? And he'd go, well, I haven't had a chance yet. He'd go, for fuck's sake, man. Do my fucking head in. And so, it would just be a row. And then, it settled a little bit when John uh, Lockman joined. Yeah. You know, again, at Tricky, you know, fucking replacing... Johnny Morrow. Oh, man. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and we left it quite a, a length of time, you know. It wasn't, you know, we stayed... I, yeah, really, I, was... I loved John Lachlan's voice, and I think what he did on the album, you know, it was kind of brave to oh, do yeah, on-screen rapist, to, to, do, to kind of, to do another version of on-screen rapist, but... It's still for me the 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 first version is the version of on screen rapist, yeah, you know. It, of course. Johnny Morrow's vocal is just sick. Well, like obviously yourself as well, but Jesus, I think that combination of the two of you was just. When Morrow uh, comes in on there, it sounds like the rising of the devil, you know. It, <laughs> it does, and oh, uh, yeah. it's so beautiful. I personally, man. didn't want to do on screen, and that was a uh, some record, a bit of record company pressure. Mm. Actually, why we had to do that. Uh, which doesn't say a lot because it was like the first song we wrote and we'd written a whole bunch of other ones and I'm like, oh, you've got to put that one on there because it's the best one. We're like, oh, right. Thanks a fucking bunch. <laughs> so and, uh, What a tune. What was the inspiration for On Screen Rapist, actually? Where did that come oh, from? Oh, man, fucking hell. Um, <laughs> Jam and I used to just both got computers because we're, talk we're talking like the late 90s because I was writing those, those lyrics or half of those lyrics were written just as Medulla had split, Jam and Mark were jamming. Mm. I was drifting around. But we were totally into, like, the chat room scene on the, on the internet. Like, <laughs> totally fucking seedy, you know. Um, and he'd be like, oh, yeah, I got this, you know. Just, like, absolute. Because, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I, I mean, I don't know what it's like now. I dread to think. But, you know, back then, it was, you had, like, a Microsoft chat, didn't you, on your computer? And uh, so it wasn't like you had to go and log on. You just had it on your computer anyway. I used to set up rooms like, I'm dressed as Darth Vader, piss on me, right? <laughs> just to see you, would honestly, right? Just to see you would come into my room, into my chat room. And probably just flooded with fucking crazies. <laughs> oh, man, absolutely. And, like, you know, the most fucking bizarre stuff. And then Jam would just get, like, well, between us, we were just totally into the uh, internet chat scene with complete strangers. But, you know, I was looking at it and just thinking, this is fucking, I probably sat in front of a webcam with me pants down one day, right? <laughs> and just thought to myself, this is absolutely fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I you see yourself in a mirror going, shit, what have I become? <laughs> and that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And, um, so I, I just thought, and I started putting pen to paper and just, for what, it's actually a really tragic sounding song, but the story behind it is like just fucking. <laughs> it's quite jovial. Carnage. Ridiculous. Internet carnage, man. 
Yeah, man, what a tune, though. Fucking that old... Oh, yeah. Oh, Absolutely, God. yeah. And I, I never, ever, never, ever tired of it live. You know, we just love singing it. Uh, just, just great, you know? In fairness, for anyone to come in and try and f- slip into that Johnny Morrow mantle, like Lachlan did a great job, you know? He was... Yeah, one big, hand. big boots. And it, the thing is with John as well, he, uh, John Lachlan, he, he, he's like... I'm like he kept his thing. He didn't try and be because there's a, a lot of moral sound likes mm. And, you know, we didn't want someone to come in and try and sound like Johnny Morrow. I mean, Raging Speed on originally started off sounding like a monkey anyway, didn't they? Yeah. So he had, he was in he was influenced, but he had his own voice. And, uh, you know, we encourage that as well. Mm. And, it, you know, he was he was as much of a part of the band as, as anybody. He was, he was, and he was good fun. And believe it, you know, John Lockman's job in Murder One was to keep me out of trouble because, you know, I, I'd gone for that kind of some stuff and that, and I was okay. I, that time I was drinking and causing, you know, I had that near that where I had that near death thing and that, and I come on, I was, I was off the rails for a while, and he he had to keep me out of the fucking mix really, he stopped me getting fights and fucking all sorts. Actually, Fair play to the boy. Uh, yeah, a speedhorn did a few last shows here in Ireland before they called it a day. It was with when Bloody Kev was on vocals. Mm-hmm. Was another killer vocalist, by the way. But yeah, I remember saying we were like, "Is anything happening with Murder One?" And you could see, no, it's not going to happen. But he looked really gutted. You could see he was like, he loved that band. You know, he really. Oh loved man, yeah. One, and he yeah. he was uh, he, he's a, he's a good man. He was he was good fun to to be around. And I, you know, I'd, 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 you know, if I was going to do a like a, a proper touring band again, mm. put a new band together, two vocalists or something like that, he'd be first choice any day. Mm, mm. And you know, and he gets he gets quite a lot of offers because he was doing extreme noise terror for a bit, wasn't he? And um, you know, and, and rightly so. He's uh, yeah, he's he's, he's he's got a great voice. He sounds like a fucking bull, man. You oh know what I mean? Oh my god, it's sick! Yeah, and I, I love the fact that that kind of band can just incite incite chaos at will. You know, like Murder One or Raging Speedhorn. You know, it's just like once they kick in, you're like <laughs> all logic goes out the window, and you just want to go fucking seven shades of ape shit you know it's a beautiful thing you know it's kind of rare yeah of course i mean i didn't go i didn't go and see him on that reunion tour i'm i'm sketchy with reunions and all that yeah but you know because and also in the same way i wouldn't go and see fate no more because i can remember when they were really fucking amazing mm. but um you know speed on like the first band to to uh tear medulla not to a new one in in the live arena because you had this reputation for destroying other bands and we went on tour with Speed On, Speed On with a support act. And uh, I remember the first gig was in, in Bristol. And I'd heard about these guys. I thought they made a bit of a, an handful, right? And this, this was like 2000, something like the year 2000. And, uh, you know, to this day, I probably haven't seen a band that was as intense. Yeah. Um, they were just fucking insane, man. Crushing, you know? crushing, yeah. Absolutely. I can remember Mark and I just stood there like going, fuck. And we, yeah, we did when we didn't match up, you know. Um, yeah, they're fucking up our stakes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a tough one to follow. I remember the last, yeah, they <laughs> when they toured here, um, on that last tour, it was uh, was it before the sea was built was the album that they just released. But um, I can, I remember the boys showed up. I don't think they'd practice, but like you could see they were all on the edge of killing each other as well. You know, <laughs> it was like I think it was just at that point where the band was about to fucking explode and. 
and going yeah, on more. You know? I think you can go, and I think, yeah, in the same way as, as we have Moto, when you can go through a, a couple too many lineup changes, do you know what I mean? Mm. Too many people in, and I don't know. I'm glad they're doing, I'm glad they're back together, what is it, three quarters or three fifths or whatever of the original. Yeah, Frank Regan was uh, back, wasn't he? The, the original. Yeah, Regan's yeah. back. So, and, you know, and they got Jim Palmer in, who, you know, he was part of the family, the, the family tree. So, yeah. we're all still interrelated somewhere along the line. It's all very ancestral. Yeah. <laughs> I think that happens everywhere. It's like, it's like even here in Cork, I suppose, it's, especially here in Cork, it's a smaller scene. There's like a, a bunch of maybe 20 people in like a shitload of different types of bands. Yeah, you know? everyone there. Yeah, yeah. Um, back to the health scare, actually. I remember that. I think back in, I think it was on MySpace, if you remember MySpace. You would say, yeah, the, yeah I, I actually think I remember sending you a message because there was a thing going that you would, you almost died, did you? Was it an appendix, an appendix problem or? The appendix, well, it wasn't the, the appendix. The, the appendix was the, the initial problem, but the problem I had was, as I got into surgery, I'm free, you know, I've never really had any operations before, and uh, the next, you know, you know, when you have an operation, you kind of wake up, don't you? And like an hour later, go, oh man, I feel like shit. And you go to sleep and you wake up, have some jelly and ice cream, and you're all right, right? Cranky well, as woke, fuck. Yeah, well, I, I woke up. I I felt the anesthetic going up my arm. And then I woke up, and then and I got my like fucking parents and um, and that by the side of my bed. I got all this shit hanging out of my body. I'm on a life support machine, and it's like three days later, shit. and um, you know my heart had stopped. Uh, you know my body it was a massive anaphylactic reaction to the anaesthetic, so it turned. I mean, obviously I didn't see this, but my you know my body just swelled up like to you know. And of course, then all the organs closed down, so my heart stopped. I was fucking dead, you know, dead. Holy fuck. And um, so, of course, I, I'm resuscitating that. Of course, I'm fucking in pain where they, you know, done whatever they needed to do. Yeah. So, obviously, you can imagine this is like, it, it scarred me for a while. And uh, like about a year and a half later, I, um, I had to go and have a medical at my doctor's and. Uh, for whatever, like fucking driving thing or something. And he's like, uh, one of the questions was like, have you ever had a, have you had a cardiac arrest or whatever in the last five years? And he said, I'm happy to yes. He said, cause you have, cause at the end of the day, it's what it was. It was a cardiac arrest. And I was like, yeah. And, and he and he looked at him and oh, he said, that's you. He said, I remember when this happened. He said, I, I just said, I didn't, didn't realize it was you. And I said, yeah. He said, oh, I can't remember. He said, um, yeah, frightening that. And I said, yeah. And he started explaining it to me, and and what it was is, is it's a look, you know, like a cardiac arrest. If something goes into the heart and it stops, and it can cause like damage. Well, it wasn't that. It's just the heart stopped. The electricity was going there. Well, nothing was happening. So he said, he said you're dead. And then so he shows me this fucking medical thing on Google, or whatever, and uh, there's less than a five percent survival rate. So lucky. Holy fuck. Lucky, man. Exactly. God came out and bawled me fucking eyes out. But once I'd actually had it explained to me, I was then I felt that I was able to move on because I carried it around, you know what I mean? Because I don't know. Yeah, that's going to, yeah, man. That's going to leave a large stain on your subconscious as well, you know, because, you know what I mean? Bizarre. It's just, it there, did, you know? it fucking, I mean, I mean, I'm meant to wear a dog tag. I'm, you know, I'm scared to death that I ever have to have anything happen again you know fuck it I'll, I'll cut it out myself bollocks you know what I mean I'll, you know <laughs> yeah. you're not going under 
No fucking chance, man. No, I can help it. But they saw, I mean, afterwards, I had like months of, they, te- they tested like blood against every type of anesthetic. So, you know, it's only just one particular one, but it's the most common one. If they found, I have to wear a dog tag because if they found me unconscious in the street, chances are they give me that. Well, if I wasn't in good nick, boom. Fuck. Cotton fest. <laughs> a man Get some Irish bands. Get by all means and all that over. <laughs> yeah. Get that band. Get a big banner of you. <laughs> so, but fuck, you can't tell me murder one's not cursed or wasn't cursed. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, spe- uh, speaking of courses, like you're not, um, you've had your share of losses through the years. You know, I was first with Johnny, with John Morrow, and and recently Jammer. I'm fucking really sorry to hear about Jammer, but um, when when did he actually pass, and what happened to him, man? With Jam? Yeah. Uh, what was it now? Is it two or three years ago? Two, three years ago. Okay. And uh, so, that sounds bad that I can't even remember, but. Do you know why things just go like that now? Time is strange. Tragic yeah. thing there is Jam and I had fallen out, see? And uh, and then we kind of made peace again, just as you do when you finish with bands and one's doing something else. And then, and then he had the ump, and it, was, it wasn't great. But, you know, hey, we're, we're like brothers, so and that's what happens. Mm. I mean, you know, to be obviously, so you can imagine, I was absolutely devastated. Like most people, devastated, so... But his missus knew that that was the case. So I, I still, I was still a bear. Well, thankfully I didn't have to carry. It wasn't yeah. really. It didn't have to carry his coffin. In fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Jesus. Fucking Charles Atlas. <laughs> but um. Yeah, he's a big man. Yeah, absolutely. So no, but I kind of help wheel him in, and uh, give a a a, a talk, a sir, you know, a, a speech like. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, he um. What happened is he, he was, I think he was a lorry driver and he'd be finished his shift. He was just driving home, got to a roundabout. And I think the lorry was from the same fucking place that he worked at. And he, this guy had just, you know, people can point fingers and say, oh, he should go to prison. It's a fucking accident at the end of the day, right? And the guy has just it, come at the roundabout probably a little bit faster than he should have in a lorry. And the back trailer has skidded and smashed into the side of his um, Jana's car. Now, it turns out, now I thought that he was like fucking unconscious and that for two weeks and then he croaked off. But he wasn't evidently, you know, he was, uh, he was not, uh, you know, his legs was, his leg was smashed and he was in, he really, but he'd actually, because he never, because he was so fat, he never used to wear a, a seatbelt look. So uh, when he saw this, this is his missus told me this, right? When the uh, trailer comes flying over, he kind of dived over. Okay. So it just smashed his leg in. And he was like, ah, oh, same as Mr. Oh, you know, I'll get some compo out of this because, you know, he's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. that's classic jam, you know. And, uh, but it turned out that he, he I, think they, I think what had happened, there was some you know, internal, some internal, and it became infected and he just kind of went downhill. But because, ah, oh, it was difficult because, you know, I wanted to go and see him, but, and then I got a message, man, and he, that he was dead and, Fucking heartbreaking, you know. Poor dude. Heartbreaking, because you know he was he was just he, he was an absolute pain in the fucking ass to be in a band with. But he was like the best fucking bloke to be around as well, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in my fucking head, man. And I'm and I'm, and I'm you know, yeah. Like, I I always thought one way or another we'd always end up doing something one last sort of hurrah yeah. together or 
and that's actually what we fell out about is because I was do, I was going to do some bunch of stuff and it is I didn't feel he was up to stand up to scratch anymore. He let himself he let his playing go a bit, but I knew that we were going to do something again. Yeah, and uh, obviously that wasn't to happen. And I just thought, fuck me, you know. Yeah. That, that and that was actually why I just thought, you know what, I can't be fucking asked with all this band business, as you know, when it becomes everything. When you're when you're in a band and it's all you're thinking about, you're all your focus on that. And I just thought, you know, this wasn't this wasn't in the book. Yeah. When I when I start, you know, when I wanted to be in a band, I never thought it was about like perhaps releasing a fucking record or something like that. It wasn't about like watching people become smackheads or or you know saying goodbye to your mate one night and getting a phone call say he's dead the next and then another fucking mate dying. Yeah, it wasn't meant to be like that, you know. Yeah. This wasn't, so, uh, this wasn't in the plan. It wasn't in the plan at all, you know, and I just thought, this is fucking ridiculous. Mm. Absolutely fucking ridiculous. Yeah. You know, and especially, the, you know, the... I mean, yeah. Because me and him was fucking partners in crime a lot of time, and, you know, and we were brothers, and, we, you know, we, we looked out for one another, but, but, God, we used to fight like fuck as well, you know? Mm, mm. But uh, I miss the guy. There's not, and the same with Morrow. There's not, there's not a day. There's still not a day goes by when I don't think, when I don't think about him for a minute, you know. Yeah. Um, I suppose it, it's such a close knit community as well. I suppose you know that heavy music community in the UK that it probably has more of that impact. You know that that sense oh, of loss is he bigger? Yeah. I suppose. And it goes every, and, and you know they they were both big big characters, you know. Mm. You know, obviously Morrow. I mean, like, you know, Morrow's gone on to become like a legend. He'd probably be turning in his grave if he knew that if he had that kind of status. He'd fucking hate it. You know, I mean, to be fair, you would think every Iron Monkey gig was had the same attendance as bloody Woodstock. Now I toured with him, you know, and you know, there's they were popular, but now all of a sudden, every gig mm. had like five thousand people there. You know, oh yeah, I remember seeing him, and I'm like. I would pay that gig. There's like fucking five people there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't, don't, fucking put, don't, don't try pulling flannel on fucking cotton. Right? I'm, I'm too smart. Yeah. I'm too smart. Too scientific for this game. Yeah, I think that, that that's like Nirvana played here in Cork about yeah. 91. And like, I think if, if you counted up, everyone that actually says they were there, there might have been a quarter of a million people in, yeah, in like a, a club the size of 800. Man, Jammer was a fucking crazy sick drummer. I like so I remember seeing him once or once or twice and f- for the size for the man he was, I couldn't believe he was doing the stuff he did, you know. It was so fast. Yeah, he's just uh just technique I guess with him. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I mean it's a, it's a pain in the ass to record to because he was he used to be all over the shop. <laughs> you know, he wasn't like technically fucking but he was just he was great. He, he was great. He was great in Medulla for just fucking playing really fast live mm. and like, you know, pushing the, the speed. Yeah. And he murdered away and he was great for just keeping fucking keeping it going, you know. He and he, that groove. And he was you know, he, he was he was he was fucking lazy and he was but and he was he was always a cool head, but yeah, man, I yeah. I miss I miss I miss those guys, you know, I do miss those guys. I, I miss I miss like, you know, and we jam just having that fucking laugh, you know, that someone else's expense usually, but, yeah, and that's, I can't imagine being, you know, I've done tours with other bands, 
Yeah, but, I, I read about, you know, like, um, you know, with a lot of reunions going on at the moment. And I read a, an interview you did. I don't know. I saw it online. I don't know who it was with, but it was like, uh, I think it was done in 2013 or something. But they were saying like, you know, would there be a, a Medulla Nocta reunion? And you were basically saying like, no jammer, no reunion, you know. No, exactly. I can't reform any band. Don't think, hey, I could be cashing in on some fucking <laughs> metal, right? But that, that that's fucking classic jammer that can't, right? He's, you know, he's he fucking croaked off. I can't even reform the band and make any fucking money. Like, speed on and that. He's probably laughing wherever uh, he is. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's still got the fucking last laugh. I'll tell you, you don't really, I, I can't even say the fucking mess he left behind. Asshole, man. <laughs> and I mean that, like, respectfully. <laughs> yeah, in the best possible way. But you did a man called Catton at the. Um, then... ah, I, only, I only did a went off, and then we got, yeah. and it went well, and it didn't go as well as it should have. But you know, rehearsal, rehearsals sound great. We played like a bunch of Medulla songs. Mm. So I didn't want to call it Medulla and Octave, and that's why me and Jam fell out because okay. he wanted to put it together, and I was like, nah. And I just wanted to do a one off, really. Okay. And then we got fucking so rehearsed, and then we got to the show, and like, we started playing, and all the monitors at the front went down. Oh, we couldn't fuck. hear each other. Oh, exactly. And I, I, probably the ropiest gig I've ever played in my life. I fucking, just, oh man, distraught. Um, but, you know, hey. Such is life. Ah, exactly, man. Fuck me. I just, you know, it was a, it was a one-off. and It's the kind of music that you need your monitors for as well, because there's a lot going on, and especially in Dying from the Inside. Fuck me. Because it was on. the last time that I was ever going to fucking do those songs. You know, I wasn't planning on talk, going on tour or doing anything else. With it. And, uh... You know, I wanted to just give those songs like a final airing because some of those songs I didn't even get to play the play the bloody song that I wanted to do in the first place, which was Bleed This Illness. Okay. That was the one song I was singing. I really want to sing that live again. Okay. And then our set got cut short because <laughs> of the technical difficulties. I was like, for fuck's sake, man, could this gig get any worse? But, you know, it, was, it wasn't just us, some other people had samples, but that's, you know, yeah. that festival is the best festival. You know, indoor type festival anyway, and you know, we, earlier on in the day, it was just it wasn't any, anybody's fault. Mm. Same man might have been a bit of a fucking douche, perhaps. I don't know. <laughs> that However, it was it wasn't to be our day. I was disappointed because I've always I still maintain a, a high standard. But the last fucking gig I did was singing at a wedding for someone. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what did you sing? Some oh, nervous song. reaction or something fucking yeah, something yeah. romantic born with Tourette's <laughs> imagine what hooked on masturbation that's, that's, yeah. a, that's a brilliant fucking wedding song yeah so uh, but yeah a friend of mine asked me to, to sing a song with it he plays guitar so he asked me to sing so I was like go mm. for it is it uh, breathe breathe by yeah by Pearl Jam so oh yeah <laughs> yeah a fucking it's classic. A fight, man. I, I don't. I don't mind that band. So I, I could have been worse. Could have been fucking Angels by Robbie Williams or something like that. Then it's been a problem, you know. Yeah, you'd have to draw. You'd be like, no, it's Angels are hooked on masturbation. Yeah. Um, I read actually in that same interview that uh, you. I know you're back in your your recording with um, Barabbas. Is do you pronounce it Barabbas or Barabbas? Barabbas. Barabbas, cool. I got it right. The you're back doing some vocal recording, but I read in that um, that same interview, I think that you don't really like writing lyrics anymore. Is that because that you just don't really feel like you're you you, you I don't know that you don't feel like you're a good enough writer? Or is it because you know, like even looking through some of the lyrics for um, for dying from the inside, you know, there's there's a lot of darkness within them. You know, does it bring up when you're writing? Does it bring well, up that di- darkness? Dying from the inside, the best lyrics I've ever written. Yeah. 
Absolutely, you know. I mean, I, not oh, two, three years ago, I saw the, sh- the lyrics, and I, and I read them. I was like, you know, and they're dark, you know, and they're, but they're fucking great. And I was yeah. just, uh, you know, and I, I felt, you know, as far as like songwriting skills go. It, Oh yeah, man, they're up there. Fucking. I don't have anything to write about, man. I'm a fucking chilled out middle aged guy, you know. I'm not an angry young man, yeah. um, and that's the problem. Like with with Sontaran experiment, you know, lyrics were minimal. Um, Barabbas. So actually, I've got. I'm still. I'm not overly enjoying writing the lyrics because the lyrics were written. Most of the lyrics were written, you know, 2006 to 2008, something like that. Okay. And but. We never, apart from the old tracks that we demoed, we didn't have any recordings. And uh, all we had, or, and I didn't even know it existed, was like a, a recording of a rehearsal. And uh, so this, the other songs I had, but I can't even, I can't understand what I'm saying. I couldn't understand my own words. <laughs> apart from the old words, it's, like, it's just like, ah! I'm like, what the fuck am I saying? So... And no ideas, and I haven't, I've, I haven't got that lyric book or anything anymore. I don't know where that was. Okay. So I've had to rewrite, but I've enjoyed the actual creative process because I'm the last album I did was purely instrumental, the solo album. I just done a film score instrumental. Oh, nice. And then, um, and now this. So it's I'm touching on stuff like porn addiction, fucking being like a TV contest, show contestant. Characters, yeah. I can I can do that. So I'm kind of enjoying that, you know, because I, I don't have anything to write about. I don't, I'm not racked with depression anymore, man. I'm not full of self-loathing. I'm not angry at the system, yeah. you know. I'm I'm chilled out. I've got, you know, ugh. you're happy. <laughs> yeah, I, absolutely, man. I'm yeah. chill. I don't have to, I'm not chasing. I'm not chasing after some rock and roll golden egg, yeah. you know. Barabbas hopefully will go do some shows, but we're only going to call in some favors. I'm not going out fucking playing 21 dates to like 50 people. Not because I'm better than that or anything, but just because I just, you know, I'll, I'm happy, I'll happy go on stage and jump around. Yeah, that's fine. But ugh, spending like three hours driving and then another five hours sat in the dressing room, I just ain't got it in me anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's you tiring, know? man. But, you know, we have, a couple of people have been saying all oh, about festivals and that's a different festival, so... Yeah, of course. I'm always happy to get the suit on and have a blast, you know. Uh, one, I always say like one last hurrah, and I'll probably be saying that in another ten years. I'm, I'm due. I'm due a, a few gigs, and and like this Barabbas thing came out of nowhere, really, because I used to love doing Barabbas, and I don't know if you ever saw Barabbas. We didn't come to Ireland, but no, we I did like a couple of my ruin tours. And we just it was like a side project, really, for the guys in Murder One, well, because Murder One was half the time was wasn't active, mm-hmm. and then we did the sixth. Farewell tour before they, re, you know, before they decided to reform as well and that, and it, it was great, you know, no hassles and the songs were great, but of course then Murder One got busy and then th- there was a whole falling out, so we didn't really go on to do much more, mm. and um, and then Mark and I was doing the Sontaran experiment, and that took quite a bit of time, and then uh, Dan the drummer was just like, should we record these songs, and he's like. Yeah, I, and I'm sure I heard this conversation once before and fuck all happened of it. And then he, uh, I don't know, six weeks later, he comes up and he's got, you know, these audio 
recordings where he's recorded all the drums. Oh, really? So, yeah. So then he came up, Mark done the guitars, bass went down, and then, uh, so yeah, I'm just doing all the vocals and kind of the production over top of it now. So was there only that those four tracks before, you know, Behind Closed Doors no, no, and No, no, there was a whole set, you know, and that's, yeah, was, there was all nine songs, but we'd only actually kind of demoed those four. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those four, uh, there's proper recordings of those. And uh, yeah, and a bunch of others. Well, they, so the the four that I think I remember getting them off MySpace back in the day before, the, you know, when you could still yeah, download them. Yeah, got Kleptomania, yeah. Behind Closed Doors and uh, in league with vader that's kind of yeah exactly man they're great tunes though i love ah fuck man and i'll tell you what like i mean bearing in mind i'm recording to like one track not like i've not even got like a set of audio files i got like a fucking mp well like a wav file then so and even then it i'm just thinking this already pisses over our demos so you know when it gets to mixing and and you know some full-on production. It's uh, you know there's some. It's 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 dark and it's yeah. I'm enjoy. I'm actually enjoying doing vocals again, and that's been quite a while because I didn't give a fuck about being a vocalist for a long time. Really, I, I've been too too much into like making noise, electronic noise, and mm. and and you know avant-garde stuff. And uh, I'm quite looking forward to to putting this out. There. I'm not quite sure. I mean, Future Noise already said, oh well, we'll see what it's like, but. We'll have a look around and probably tap up on the groove, see what they think. And it depends, really. It depends who wants what. If someone wants us to go and tour the world for fucking two years, let's make let's make no bones about this, right? We ain't done fuck all for years, right? I ain't even done any. I've not really done a lot. Uh, you know, no one's going to give a flying fuck. But let's put it out, see what people think. You know, I'm always going to appreciate, you know, any fans of previous bands who might dig it, and you know, and that and that'd be brilliant. And then. You know, I do actually think mm, maybe an Irish tour with this because, oh, you know, I've been over there for a while, man. I know it's a lot of love over there. So get over there and come over and just have a blast, but, you know. But, yeah, it should be good fun. But then, I mean, bearing in mind, we've recorded this album. We haven't even, even been in the room the same. The last time we were all in the room together was Jammer's fucking funeral. Fuck, that long ago. So, so yeah, exactly. So, um, and time is so fucked up, isn't it? It's... Yeah, exactly. So, so fast. the whole album's been recorded separately. I, in fact, I only, I've only seen Mark twice. In, you know, I've seen him quite re- twice recently, but that was the first time for like nearly two years. Okay. I mean, we still communicate, you know? That's what Facebook's for. So you haven't got to fucking communicate with people. <laughs> <laughs> you just stay in your house in safety. And not That's it. I think we communicate all the time. And already there's the usual politics going on. Yeah. But... You know do, you, what? do you enjoy performing still? So you'd enjoy doing like the the vocal stuff on stage. Does it still give you a buzz? That's what that's what I miss. So, you know, sometimes I, I I said this to some of my students a, a while ago. They were talking about it, and I was like, you know, I I I I miss sort of going on stage and kicking off, you know, mm. for like 30, 35 minutes or whatever. I, I, I miss that. It's a buzz. It is a buzz, man. I don't think you ever lose it. I was I was pretty good at it. You know, in in the day, and uh, definitely, you know, and I, I, I don't do miss that walking yeah. on stage, like in whatever kind of sometimes I just go on stage, like on the pitch shifter tour, it was quite often to antagonize you walk on stage and go, you know, Manchester, fuck you, you know, that's <laughs> just set the tone for the gig, you know, and then spend the majority of it pelted with plastic cuts and stuff. I remember that story show actually, you fell over a lot, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I kept tripping over John's uh, mug lead, and yeah. I was drunk. 
<laughs> there you go. To do that, get drunk on, uh, before a gig. But I don't know. I was a bit overawed by playing the story. I'd been, I travelled there to see bands, you know, and that was on my hit list. That was on the bucket list to do, you know. After after Donington, that was um, the only one left, and I was a bit overawed. That's gone now as well, isn't it? Yes, was it? Is it? I've not been in the centre. It's a fucking train station or something there, isn't it? Is it? Oh, I don't know. I, pr- I presume there was going to be a shopping centre or a fucking block <laughs> of flats or something. But yeah, what a shame! It's a what shame. A shame. Yeah, man, I saw some great. Because I went, I went to a few of those uh, pitch shifter tours, but a lot of the time it was because you know the blueprint played with them once, which is cool. I always wanted, to, I'd never seen Earth Nine, so I was kind of wanted to see Carol Middleton and some guys. You know, I thought he was a great mm-hmm. vocalist and they were a great band. And then yourselves supported them. I think it was there another time as well. Maybe This Is Menace or something like. I wasn't a huge fan of This Is Menace, but there was some some good vocal performances on it. But yeah, the fucking Astoria was brilliant, man. What a great venue. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. Fuck, I saw um. So Slipknot's for a show there, UK show up there. Really? Yeah, and uh, I saw Fate No More there as well. Oh, when fuck. they, you know, yeah, sort of a sort of a pre-tour show, and, that, and uh, it was. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the Astoria. Yeah, good times. And, and the and the one underneath as well, the Astoria too. Right? That was just oh, played yeah. there several times, and that, that always the, used to be for that. The mean fiddler was that like there was like a little raised area kind of in front of the stage I remember I think I was in there to see fucking Lamb of God or something once upon a time and it was just chaos yeah mm. <laughs> great videos yeah, man. I mean that's what I mean I, I'm not just talking about these places and makes me sometimes it makes me think ah, I'd like to I think I'm due to come back and play a few gigs yeah. I'm sick of just playing avant-garde music in my studio to be honest with you I'm ready to come out and like fucking have a few shots of Jack Daniels and start kicking up on. <laughs> Beautiful. Probably uh, be str- I'll probably be aching and struggling a little bit, a little bit more. Might be a little bit slower than I used to be. Just stretch out beforehand, man. You know. But yeah, oh fuck yeah, man! I, I'll, I'll have to. I'll probably have to have like a a, a living carer. <laughs> some get some foam nurse. rolling. <laughs> uh, there's going to be a nurse on our rider. <laughs> <laughs> just for, in case for practical reasons not for anything yeah, seedy fucking hell man just in case with a full defibrillator <laughs> fucking hell just no anaesthetics so, um, but then again you know the, the boys from therapy and all that are out there and they're, they're, they've got a few years on me they're still out there fucking banging it so yeah man just still uh, consistently releasing albums as well you know I think they probably have a good level of success no well you know, it's just that consistent fan base, and they're just happy to to release to release albums. To, to yeah, exactly. To yeah, it's exactly. cool. Man. Selfishly, I'm glad you're back doing some vocal work as well, because your your voice is very distinctive. It's probably one of the best voices to come out of the UK in 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 that whole heavy music scene. You know, very distinctive. But yeah, man, I'm looking forward to that Bar- uh, Barabbas album. Well, once we start getting there, we'll put some sneak previews out. It's yeah. um. So it's a, you know, like I say, it's a while off because we got to get the, the politics of who's gonna, you know, where it's being mixed, cause, which is going to be here, yeah. basically, <laughs> All right? So, and uh, but obviously, you know, there's going to be a, like some politics there because the band live in fucking different areas. You know, like, I live here, and the others live over London and Brighton. You know, okay. So it's it's not like we can all just pile around each other's house, you know. Mm. Um. I got like one verse. I got one verse to finish, and then like the very last song. But there's only like a little bit of vocal on the last song. 
Okay. Uh, so the, the vocals will be finished by the end of this weekend. I, I, I would have finished today, but I thrashed. My, I, I give myself a sore throat on uh, Tuesday oh, afternoon. Okay. Just because, you know, I ain't like warming up for a gig. And bearing in mind, I ain't done any extreme vocals for like some time. Yeah. Uh, and I, I did the first half of the album just before Christmas. And then I had to upgrade all my bloody studio stuff and that. And so it took me a, a while. And it ain't easy. I've got, you know, it's not, it's not completely same proof. And I'm not going to torment my fiance with my fucking screaming. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, the neighbors. And, uh, are so, she, so this Easter holiday is a perfect time. So, okay. so I've got it done, but I just pushed it a little bit. And I was like, you know, I, thought, ah, I need to just rest up. So I've just been adding samples and. Uh, fucking God knows. Yeah, some, but oh man, listening to it is, um, yeah, this, it's nice to hear it actually. I'm like, oh fuck, it feels good to be part of a band again. Yeah, I can, you, see, um, I, I can I've, see, I can see you're kind of buzzing on the idea of it actually. It's kind of cool. Yeah, know? I am, you know, and it, I, I haven't spoken to anyone other than like a member of the band. I, 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 Mark came over to do some backing vocals. He still sounds like a fucking German shepherd being <laughs> in the bollocks. <laughs> It's just, you know, he does, man. Ooh, fuck it. Jesus Christ. Like, I'm sure the neighbours... Listen, I can hear my neighbours sometimes if they're having a bit of a ruck down the wall cavity. I, you know, I live in like a, a kind of a flat, so I can hear them underneath. It's like a, if they're having a ruck, I can hear them in the wall cavity. So I'm pretty sure when they they can hear me screaming, you know, upstairs, even though it's kind of sound treated and that. God knows what they were thinking yesterday, <laughs> uh, Tuesday, rather than Mark was doing back and forth, was like, I don't know, but the Kraken come to life. <laughs> Your neighbor, and, uh, I'm sure he's a school teacher. I don't know what's going on in that apartment. Yeah, exactly. He seems I like wish I was a woman <laughs> being screamed. Man, I love the lyrics in pre-op. Yeah, like, um, yeah. What? Where did the inspiration for pre-op come up from? Actually, oh god. Uh, the dark annals of your mind. I think, uh, I, I think it was just a line. The line, "I wish I was a woman." I think um, I'd come from somewhere. I think I might have even. I might have even. I, I don't know. I can't even remember. But I can just remember right saying with Barabbas with the lyrics. It's not. Gonna, there's not going to be any self-loathing. It's not going because like you know what. Um, you know, I just, I just wanted to throw like dark sense of humour, mm. and of course, the whole transgender uh, issue is quite is, is is a big thing at the moment, especially with young kids and that. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, it's actually not it's not a piss take. It's you know, a genuine you know, not 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 saying that's not that's not my issue, but yeah. just trying to speak on. If I was in that situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. But not overly... Um, yeah, it's, again, a character. It's a character. Mm. And, uh, it's kind you of know, cool it's, to, you know, you can tap into the frustration of someone who might be feeling that way, though, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and harness you, that energy, I suppose, you know? And it's just a funny chorus, really. <laughs> yeah, but you don't want to be a woman. That's what I'm getting very, to. <laughs> you know, it's, oh, no, it's, not, it's not too deep. It's no. There's, there's an element of, of my kind of humour in there, you know? Yeah. What? Uh, so yeah, it's, and that's the whole kind of thing with with the Barabbas thing, really. Is it? I just, you know, in league with Vader. Obviously, it's a take on in league with Satan. Mm. Um, behind closed doors, that is, that is, actually, it's 
quite introverted. Most of the lyrics are still quite introverted. They're thinking that the cu- the current theme with them is quite reclusive. But then then I but then I am, you know. So maybe not to that extent, you know. And, and just little phases. I think uh, I'm not sure what the actual full title will be at the moment. But there's one about porn addiction on there. Okay. Not that that you know because. It's an easy trap to fall into. I'm not, you know, I'm not a porn addict, but you know, yeah, it's it's an issue. I've, I've used my broadband uh, limits <laughs> in the past, and uh, you know, my bandwidth has been like, and uh, so I like I've, it. I've just pulled up on on a, a particular. Haven't we all, sir? Haven't we all? Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> on a particular period on life. And uh, you know, develop you know developed it from there. So and that whole kind of thing is is still it's, it's still it still intrigues me as much as the you know go back fifteen years to when on screen rapist was written. Mm. You know, mm. what do you make of the culture of bands reforming? No, you know, like a lot of the bands like Airtown Nines. I think Stamp and Ground are back. Sick, they're back. Probably a few more there that I can't remember. What do you think of it? Is it just like the lads are just kind well, of going, you know, like this could I say, be enough? I mean, I'm probably a little bit envious because, like, there's no chance of me reforming the band because fucking Jammer's dead. So I'm not, I'm not going to get another drum because, you know, in those bands, people, even though it was four of us or whatever, they knew us. Jam and I were kind of like the more kind of prominent guys in the yeah. band, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like hanging out with the kids and, and other bands and, and the, we were the communicators and that. Uh, do you know what? What do I think about it? Well, you know what? It's my only issue with it is 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 what a fucking sad reflection it is on 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 music anyway. That no one actually because there 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 there's I, I can't I can't other than like super extreme bands. There's no one that really fucking fast interests me in rock music at the moment. Mm. It's the majority of it is it's just garbage. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. hits shit. You know what I mean? Um, I fucking hate it, but. Do you think like bands? You know, like bands like Earth, Earth Tone, Nine of Timeless, you know. Yeah, yeah. They, they were in it, they were exceptional, you know, and you know they could reform in in fifteen years' time, right, and still be light years ahead of everyone, you know. They they were they were they were, they were and they still are an exceptional talent, and and speed on play great tunes, you know. Yeah, yeah, and they destroy venues. Absolutely, you know, speed on. You know, they're not rewriting the fucking Bible. They're, you know, they're playing great tunes. Mm. And uh, you know, I'm guessing the, and I'm sure I will go and see them at some point. But I'm sure that you know the crowd have a few beers, and it's gonna, you know, rewind. It's probably people our age, man, just going yeah, back. Yeah, just want to have a laugh. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, you know, listen, right? I, I'll make no bones about it. If Jam was alive, right? I'd probably be having a conversation with you saying, yeah, you know, we're doing an octave going on the road, you know what I mean? Mm. With slightly different lineup, three of the four. Um, uh, sixth, you know, I'm not being funny. I played their farewell tour mm. as in a support band in Barabbas. And like, even then, they were talking about Reforming. the future really? and getting back together. Yeah. And so, you know, that... Kind of, yeah. I, I wonder as a reflection on the industry, you know, that people probably, you know, like 
really good bands, particularly like Erto Nine and stuff, who kind of should have been, I don't know, I suppose, I won't say popular, but should have had more... Um, yeah, they, but they were on the same record label as us who had no money. Okay. So, you know, that was the problem. They should, they should have... Uh, if they'd have been on the label that they should have been on, like a, a bigger label, mm. then, uh, you know, they, they would have... They'd have gone on to to, to a even greater things, you know. Yeah. Um, it probably left a lot of bitterness because I remember reading an interview with Carol Middleton or something. He was like, "I'd say, from, judging from that interview at that time, he was like, fucking the last thing he wanted to do was ever revisit Earth Tone Nine, you know." So I was kind of surprised when they did get back together. But I suppose there's just a lot of frustration on their part from from dealing with fucking record companies and shit like that, you know. Yeah, and this is, you know, I'm very fortunate. You know, the, this kind of arrangement I have with Future Noise is on our handshake. And the fact that we're both Heritage United fans. And, um, you know, and I just say, well, I've got this. And they'll just be like, yeah, okay, or, or nay, you know. And I, there's no problem. They don't expect too much from me and I don't expect too much from them, you know. That's, that's lovely. But, oh, I couldn't be going down this fucking contract business and all that again. And that's what fucks bands up. Because bands just sign anything. Yeah, and we all do, you know. Especially, you know. New bands, they want to, they want that record out, you know. Don't never read the small print. Next thing you're getting fucked in would the you, ass. Would you change things if knowing what you know now, the gift of hindsight? Would you have? Would you change things about Medulla Nocta and you know if you could go back, or would you just leave as is? It's kind uh, of a hard question. I hindsight's a wonderful thing, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the mistakes that were made then helped shape the path for, you know, not success. Yeah. At least, you know, Murder One was pretty independent in its own way. And certainly with like Sontaran Experiment and Eric Stunt and all the other stuff I've done and Black Star and that, I've, I've just, it just, gave, it just gave me that kind of fuck you attitude, you know. If I whenever when I've gone in the studio, right, I'm you know I'm like nah, I'm fucking doing it this way, you know, fuck you. This is how it's going to be with a band, you know. I'm you know people will say you're a friendly guy, but that's because I'm just like you know, well I just want to bloody do it if it ain't going to be my way, you know. It's not yeah. being a brat. It's just because I've been fucked before, you know. And uh, yeah, man, yeah, it's tough. And you're not man. doing it twice. Listen, if you're going to fuck me in the ass, man, you take me out for dinner first. Yeah. Okay. Don't fucking take the piss. Yeah. So now I don't, um, you know, I just can't be, the whole music, I've got nothing but contempt really for the music business, to be fair. And, uh, it'll create for fucking good, good for good Barabbas tunes though. Harness that. Oh yeah, man, exactly. And, and this is, uh, this is just, uh, this Barabbas album is, is sticking the middle finger up to it as well. You know, it'd be interesting how we, how we put it out, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not bitter. I'm certainly not bitter and twisted, and I certainly wouldn't change a bloody thing apart from the fact that it'd be nice to still have kept a couple of people alive. Yeah, but Jesus, yeah, yeah. You, you, hey, we go through life learning from mistakes. Yeah. I signed them record contracts in full faith, and I'm pretty sure whoever wrote them out had no intentions of ripping us off. It's just, you know, the climate. Everyone's got uh, good intentions, you know. Yeah. Uh, a record label says they're going to do this, they're going to do that, but. They ain't always in control. They've got to deal with someone else. You've got to deal with someone else. Got to deal with someone else. You know. And we still went on tour. We still went over. Still, did, we still did Europe, and we did everything else that we meant to do. We didn't complain. Still sold a bunch of records. 
outside of um being in a band you still you still you still love music obviously and you still have that ah. desire to create be it be it noise and stone cock or centaurian experiment or whatever but what where does that drive come from man is it just it's just naturally ingrained in your character oh yeah man i, I you know i have to I, I have to be creative you know it's my it, it is my art at the end of the day and then you know i took a little break from it for a while because I, I felt I had nothing left to offer. I was, you know, apart from noise, uh, I did and I did a solo album, and that did really well. Like surprisingly, you know, because it went to lots of for, for some reason it ended up being reviewed at loads of metal sites, and and everyone was like really fucking open about it. They were like, geez, man, you know, actually, he's not just like a fucking buffoon jumping around on stage. You know, this guy. Knows his shit, you know. Mm. I, I was more, I was actually more pleased with the complimentary words about the production and everything. You know, that was that meant more to me than the composition. Because, but you know, listen, listen. I, I, I put everything into it, and that was that was kind of the final thing on the list, you know. Uh, because I'm really, I'm still really proud. Of, probably, it's probably the record I'm the most proud of. Um, but then, obviously when my girlfriend moved in, then so did my studio end up moving around into another room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't quite move it and it didn't quite work out in this in the in the in the other room that it was in. It just didn't sound right and I, I didn't feel inspired. Um and you know, my, and my life just took a lot you know, I, I was into my te- got in, I was really working into my teaching and that, and I just needed a I needed a break yeah. because you know, bearing in mind, people know Medina Octave from like '98. But bearing in mind, we started in '92. You know, fuck, really. You know, but yeah, but we we were a band that learned to play together. You know, we weren't like seasoned bat musicians that all got together. We fucking learned to play together. You know, everyone was like having their few guitar lessons at the time when we started. Yeah? So you know, six six years before everything took me notice. So music had been like part of my life for '92. Teacher trying to work this out, yeah. Twenty years, I thought, you know, I'm due, I'm due a, a little bit of a break here. Um, but even then, I still did some guest vocals for Ginger Wild Art for his mutation project. Uh, you know, I did um, uh, like a, a solo track for a, a comp comp album and that. And then I thought, no, I need to. And then I just one day I just woke up and I was like, I need to get creative again. And then just as I started moving my studio upstairs, it's all been converted up in my roof and that, I um, I got asked to do the soundtrack then by some... I did some acting once for this guy, for a trailer for a, for these guys who once said, we were looking for an actor with a Paul Catton-type stare. And uh, and someone said, well, why don't we just ask Paul Catton to do it? <laughs> and uh, and uh, so they logic. did. Yeah, and they did anyway. You know, I, I, did, I did the trailer... And uh, yeah, and it was I've got stood there with a fucking gas mask after like putting someone in like an acid bath. And um, sure, Paul classic. Stereo, I feel like I've been stereotyped here. Classic Catton. Yeah, exactly. And uh, ty- I'm typecast into this kind of role. But um, anyway, they wrote, they sent me an email and asked me if I would do the soundtrack on this short kind of film. And they sent me it time-coded version and that because I used to do a few little bits and pieces for film and then uh, so yeah I, I, I played uh, a good three or four months into that 
as well as I did another noise album. Um, all all the dark half recordings that I did in the mid two thousands, later half. You know, this was before I actually knew what the fuck I was doing. Mm. So I've kind of been remixing some of the better ones and, and remastering. I'm just popping them up on Bandcamp now and again. But yeah, I just started getting started work on another solo album, which is still quite in its early stages. But um, quite man, you're quite. And then the Barabbas fan. thing. So yeah, yeah, Jesus, yeah. The, sound, the, the soundtrack sounds fucking great, you know. And I was really pleased with that. So what's the name of that movie or that film? It's um, it's like a TV short series of like a t- it's like a series of short films under the guise of something's wrong. Something's wrong. Okay, I'm something's say. wrong. So yeah, look look up something's wrong on uh, Facebook. They're on there. So I think it, this one I can't remember what this one's called. Each one's each episode's got a different name. Okay. Um, but I think it's going it's going to they're on about taking it to Cannes. Oh really? Yeah. So and they get and and through it I got the uh, proper. Internet Movie Database Composer uh, Register. So I was quite, I'm quite pleased about that because, you know, to get some work, they won't take you on unless you're registered on there. So we'll see. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it, it's fucking... You're not going to be tapping your foot to it while it's on. It's, <laughs> I think you that... know, lots of strings and pianos. It, yeah. it's, it's like a, it's an extension, really, of the of kind of the solo album kind of stuff. Except with no electronics. Originally, they wanted something like that. Mm. So I put in a bunch of electronics, and then they they came back, and they were like, yeah, yeah. And then they said, can we take the electronics out? Because we really like it, but it's just piano and string. It's just, it's, it's like really organic sounding. But I think the last time I spoke to Future Noise, um, we were talking about maybe even putting it out. So, yeah, who knows? There could be a few records coming out, so I'll be coming out with it. I'll be coming back out there just to fucking annoy people again. People, some people are going to have a shit vocalist discussion again. <laughs> I miss, bad. I miss that. Like, I miss going. Out, that's why I stopped looking at internet forums. Uh, so I kept seeing people go, "Oh yeah, fucking great front man," and some go, "He's the shittest vocalist I've ever seen." <laughs> they say about like, you, Jesus, that's fucked up. Yeah, but honestly, it was like a total fifty-fifty thing and that. And that, but I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, I'm saying, I don't give a fuck, man. I'm on stage. Yeah, yeah. getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> Show me that money. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I suppose it, it is. You it, fucking pay to come in, pal. Go <laughs> fuck yourself. Deal with it, motherfucker. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, yeah, your voice is very distinctive, and like I fucking love it. But yeah, I suppose maybe people can, you know, swings oh, roundabouts here. Yeah. Chalk on fucking on a blackboard. It's like putting <laughs> nails in a blackboard. <laughs> What was the name? What was the name of um? You know, you were saying uh just a minute ago about the the album you're most proud. Is that variation of strings and things? Is that that? Things one? variations for strings and electronics. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. Yeah. You've been doing your research, young man. <laughs> no, yeah, man, it's all up here. I, I actually, yeah, I've kind of f- followed your musical history, I suppose. To, I think. Uh, some, no, some, I appreciate it. I do. I really do appreciate it as well. You're Thank welcome. You. You're welcome, man. Uh, yeah, I think sometimes that stuff works. Uh, it's cool to hear that it's kind of involved with movie because or because i think noise and that kind of atmosphere works better with visuals i think you know absolutely uh, and writing that whole record uh yeah i i was i was there's a, like a visual picture behind it you know and it, each song, one of those songs needs a video if anyone is gonna ever would ever do that you know or some animation or something you know mm. dark but yeah man it's fucking great i mean it's not not to say that i ever 
can't remember the last time I listened to it. I got, got put it up on YouTube and that. And, uh, you know, I know I had some great feedback from it, you know, yeah. from globally, you know. So, yeah. and that's, that's nice. It's because Stuntcock was great, because who the fuck Stuntcock, you know? It's, anyone can hide behind an alias. And this what originally that was a Stuntcock record. Uh, and it, that's what it was going to be. And then I just thought, but it's not noise, you know? Because I know there's lots of noise heads that used to like Stuntcock and... And stunt, I used to love doing Stuntcock Live, you know, with just me and a laptop and a bunch of effects and that, just fucking upsetting the metal kids. But, um, Beautiful. Pure cat. Oh, <laughs> fucking brilliant. And uh, <laughs> hilarious. But, uh, you know, I was thinking, watch it. And then I was going to call it the dark half because it, it lent itself more to the dark half type stuff. And then I thought, you know what, right, I'm actually just going to put my name to it because, not because it, you know, oh, I remember him, uh, because... It, it's just like um, as a composer, really, you know, and it, it was pushed at the avant-garde market quite a bit. Okay. And, uh, you know, so it made sense to have like a bit to have a sensible name. But, geez, man, I was absolutely bricking it the day it came out, you know, or the day of the reviews, you know, because it was going to be a set week that they were going to be due air. And I was thinking, oh, fucking hell, man, you know, at least when people slag your band off, you know, it's like four of you. Yeah. To, you take yeah, it real, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when I like say under Stunkock and that Stunkock said, "Oh, Stunkock is fucking," which is like a bunch of noise. You go, I don't care. It could be anybody. Yeah. But when it's your name, and it's not like I'm not, I'm not fucking John Smith. You know, there's there's not that many Paul Cattons around. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, and I, I needed that to be fair. It was that that kind of challenge. It was. Um, it's cool, it man. Like, you know, pushing your. You seem to be constantly pushing yourself a different. In different yeah, exactly. And you've got to keep fucking testing yourself. Yeah. It could be so easy for me to start a Murder One type band or a Medulla Nocto type band mm. and just go and fucking play Medulla Nocto songs, you know? But what the fuck, man? What kind of challenge is that? Yeah, yeah. What the fuck am I going to, you know? Yeah, every, that's what, and, you know, like any artist, really, you just keep striving and you've got to keep exercising, you've got to keep setting yourself challenges. I set myself challenges all the time, you know? Mm. Could be anything, really. Can't just sit and fucking rot, man. Yeah. Is there anything that you uh, that that you've heard of late that kind of inspires you? You know, like music that's come out in in recent times that you might go, oh yeah, I'd recommend you to listen to this. Or, well, I like Sleaford Mods. They're about the only decent thing that I've heard recently. Okay. So yeah, I think they're great actually. Okay. Kind of just laptop and and like uh, social commentary with oh. lots of bad language. I'm all up for that. <laughs> nice. Um, but. You know, uh, do you know what? I'm kind of, uh, I'm, an I'm anxious about this new Face No More record because I'm such a huge fan, you know. Mm, mm, mm. I wouldn't go and see him on that reunion tour because, like, it's just, you know, same reason I wouldn't go and see the Sex Pistols, you know. Because yeah. that was then. And I saw, you know, I saw Face No More in 89. And then every tour up until then, they split. I saw him in the 92, you know, 93, when they were just like fucking so intense. And I worry, you know. Yeah. But I'm kind of anxious about hearing this new album. I'm not overly impressed with what I've heard so far. Um, what else have I heard? Nah. There's, do you know what, right? I, I haven't even picked up, I can't even remember the last time I picked up a copy of Kerrang. Oh, yeah. Jesus, you and me both. You know? Terrorizer, I do flick through occasionally. Yeah. I mean, Brenda Fyleth, uh, you know, probably one of my favourite bands over here. And I still, I still really love bands like Skindred. 
Mm. People that have been friends who, who have gone on to do really well, you know. Mm. Um, Would you be fans of like bands like Converge and stuff in the States? Yeah, well, yeah, I saw Converge a few years ago. I mean, I mean they're the bands that I always like, you know. Am I a fan? Mm. No, you know, I, I appreciate Defeater, you know, in that in that bracket, probably Defeater, you know, because I, I was doing some tour managing for a while. Okay. And, um, uh, you know, I, I was driving Defeater around on their first uh, UK tour. With Ruiner, oh. uh, and and they've gone from and Defeater just gone from strength to strength. I think they're playing down. Yeah, I think they're fucking fantastic. They are fucking fantastic. So yeah, I love that. I, I love that band. Um, there's not. There's just not. There's not a lot that inspires me. Not in rock. Uh, you know, obviously, whatever John Zorn throws out, I'll always find a little bit of inspiration from. You know. Um, because, of, you know, it's difficult because my iPod is, is full of fucking thousands of such, it could be anything, you know, from the habit <laughs> you know what I mean, right? And it's always on, and it's always on shuffle and that's kind of where I hear things, you know? Yeah, yeah. It could, you know, today, it was like a, a track off the first ELO album, you know, which is like before they were kind of fucking successful. Yeah. And, uh, and I just thought, this is fucking amazing, man. Like, I've not heard this song before. Yeah. Um, I wonder, do we hit hit a limit as we grow older, or do we kind of go, okay, my, I have a limit as to how much I can take? Yeah, I think, I think there's only so much you can absorb, you know? There's only mm. some, so many song lyrics you can remember and stuff. Mm. Um, what do you make of the state of the like the, the heavy music industry, say in the UK, you know? Like, it, it seems to go, heavy music or heavy metal or whatever you want to call it, it seemed to get very trendy for a while, and, you know, at the start... Kerrang and like there was you know MTV rocks and stuff it was actually kind of okay but Jesus no you look at it and it's just yeah I mean it, it doesn't it doesn't even it's, it's pop music yeah, to me yeah. it's, it's not like um, I just think well I don't you don't pay attention to it I don't pay attention to it you no, know no. so all these fucking bands like you know they're, they're identical I can remember you know you can imagine like those in the when this first started coming we'd always a bit like you know when the black metal thing there was loads of black metal bands on the bill and then and then there's now, the last sort of few tours I did there was lots of kids with like tight jeans and fucking tats and, and like looking you know nice hair and stuff starting to appear and uh, you know and that's what and that's what it became and, and that's what I think it was the last um Kerrang! I picked up. It was just full of these guys. At the end of the day, right? Am I in it? No. What the fuck were we for? You know, those days are long gone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that's brilliant. Um, man, I think I've have we taken enough of your time? How long have we been talking? An hour and twenty. What's what's the plan for the rest of the night? You're on holidays from work, so for a few weeks. Yeah. Ago. Well, you know, it's been a nice couple of weeks. But I, I picked up an Xbox One on the cheap. Oh, old school. And, uh, because you know, I've been, a, been old. I've been a console freak since the Atari. Mm. And uh, what so age you gone... call, actually? No, if you don't mind me asking. How old am I? Yeah. Twenty-two. <laughs> you don't look a day Forty-five. 20... Forty-five. Yeah, Fuck, 40, I yeah, I'm forty-five. Looking better, Nick, than I do. Well, I feel alright, man. It's you know. There's I don't no, know. No grey hairs. I can't, I can't say it's a regular fucking healthy way of living and that because. It probably it's only in the last few years that it has been, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. Good but man. you know, I'm great. You know, this this camera is flattering. <laughs> really? So uh, yeah, 
filtered, filtered it out. So, but, you know. So I've actually just, I've taken it up. Well, no, I haven't, I haven't taken it up, but I've been, I've always had like Xboxes and that. I've, but I've never, I'm not one to just buy one as soon as it comes out. But I'm a big Halo fan. So great game. I want to get the Xbox one so I can get ready for the new Halo on that. So I got this Xbox one, right? And uh, so, and kids are always saying to me, like, oh, you want to go online, sir? You know, that's where it's, well, you know, I was like, no, because if I go online, right, my life will end. <laughs> and uh, because I know what I'm like. And so <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah. I set, I, so I set this Xbox one up, right? And it's like three months free. The guy still had the, you know, it's boxed. I got it. It's about 150 quid cheaper with the game and whatever. Three months free online. So, oh, fuck it, sign up. Oh, man, right? Now, I'm, I'm a fucking good Halo player, right? And uh, so I go online, and I'm going to... I am shit, right? <laughs> Do you know what, right? I, I'm going on there, right, and into these battles, and I'm just getting smashed and making a complete cunt of myself, right? So uh, that's what the rest of the night holds for me, right? I'm gonna, you know, I'm going to go on there now, because, like I say, my missus is away, right? So I'm, I'm just being like a proper boy again. And then tomorrow, one of my mates is coming around, so we're going to, like, fucking drink tea and play at, or, like, <laughs> three o'clock in the morning. Man, that sounds like a fucking savage day. I'd nearly fly over to the UK oh, just man, to fucking three-man so it up. <laughs> and it's what we used to do on tour, right? We used to take our own video games on tour with us. Okay. And, like, you know, because we were still always dossing on floors, and we still, like, have Rocky and Burnout. Like, the original Xbox games, yeah? Mm. Uh, it, was the, it was the order of the day. They would say, oh, yeah, I'll put you up. And you go, you got an Xbox? And they go, no. Nah. And we go, we'll get back to you then. And we'd be like, we've got fucking Xbox. And then... Uh, so uh, and then if they if they went, yeah we said right no problem we're stopping at yours and uh, so and then we just be up to like five in the morning like playing burnout trying to fucking smash the you know when you there's a level I remember that game yeah you had to fucking make as many points from just crashing that's it yeah, yeah oh man we just sit there for fucking hours me Johnny L Jam well no Jam we used to sit and watch Marco uh, and then Rocky we used to just play Rocky Halo. You know, if they had enough joysticks, we'd have, like, the on-screen death matches. Everyone would shoot Jam. Because he was shit at video games. Um, I remember Halo used to freak me out. Because, you know, when you're... You, it used to... Like, I'm not a big gamer, but I just thought Halo was fucking a really, really good game. But it's just, just it. suck you in. And, fuck, yeah, there were some levels it does. that were... It sucks you in it and chews you up the spit aside. The Flood, was it? Yeah, the Flood. Fuck me. When they care yeah. about sick it's uh but then so you know it's not that i'm a big gamer because i only ever play like a couple of times uh, two or three times a month if one of my mates comes around like um but like I said, i'm on holiday my woman is on this course okay so i'm thinking i need to take advantage of this yeah feels like i feel like i've got my kind of bachelor space back a little <laughs> bit for a, a week man man, uh, man it up absolutely i'm taking full advantage of it i ain't washing up I ain't even made the bed, and it's fucking great. Classy, I love it. <laughs> so, but then next week, the re- next week gets back to that strict regime again. As long as you don't veer back into that fucking chat room world. <laughs> no, exactly, man. Serum well clear of that. But, uh, Webcam off, pants on. But Kieran, man, I really appreciate your your time and that. And, oh um, man, it's been an honor and a privilege. Like I said, fucking huge fan of. And I'll um, I'll make sure that once there's some sneak stuff, I'll give you a sneak preview. Do yeah, and if you ever if you ever think about coming over here for Jesus a gig or whatever, you know, we'll hook you up. I think uh, you know I think 
some dates. I think, that, like I say, I know there's a lot of love in Ireland and that, and I, I, you know, I, I, I love it there. You know, it's, it's always it was always my favourite place to tour, always. Mm. Um, you know, and I went over with Ginger. I was driving Ginger around for a while, and we went over there and just just being there again was just fucking great. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I let you get. Thank you very much, my man. Good to chat to you. Privilege. I appreciate you coming on. No worries at all. So yeah, stay in touch. Yeah, you too, my man. You take care, buddy. Take care. Yeah. See you, man. Take care. Bye. Bye.